Ladies and gentlemen, for the few in attendance and the thousands who will be listening around the world, let's get ready to podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of A Tribe Called Dylan podcast. I'm Alvin Dillon. And I'm Rose Dillon. And I'm Angie Dillon. And today we are going to be discussing the future of the workplace. Oh, that's a touchy topic. I believe, Rose, you have some questions that you got lined up for Mm -hmm. us. I do. Rose is our question person here. She she does the polling and the questionnaire. So thanks, Rose. Yes, I read a lot of articles. So, yeah, let's dive into this because this is something that I think is going to be really big in 2023, uh, what's happening with that. So, And why do you think it's going to be big? What do you think caused the shift for the the conversation of the future of the workplace? Well, obviously, the pandemic, it has affected the way we work now. So I think employers are trying to get people back into, uh, you know, the full time five days a week. Back into the office. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is we had two years of changing habits. I just don't think you can undo that's too much time has gone on to now ask people to go back to their old habits. They form these new, you know, new, habits, of, new yeah, behaviors, new behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it works for a lot of people, you know, especially for parents. I, I understand why they don't want to come back into the office. So it, it really makes a difference in their life. And for people who don't want to spend you know, especially in the U.S., uh, 90 minutes on the road every day, the every commute. morning, the commute. Mm-hmm. It's just it's if you can do your work from home, you should be able to do your work from home. Let's go into the question here. What do you think the future of the work be- workforce will be? Um, I I think it's going to become a hybrid type of style work environment, uh, as we've seen from the pandemic that. People before the pandemic, if they needed any time to take their kids to daycare or they're running late or they had some errands to run, you generally had to take time off or you had to get it approved right. from your manager beforehand. Make sure someone's got your coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pandemic definitely taught us that we can be doing plenty of jobs from home. And when you're at home, you can be doing plenty of things while you're working, starting a load of laundry, mm-hmm. getting lunch ready, running a couple errands on your lunch break. Uh, when you're in the office, you're kind of tied to that area tied to your desk yeah tied to your desk and then when you do have lunch you're pretty much depending on where you're located you're going to be spending 20 minutes just to go get your lunch coming back spending time in traffic you may be working an hour away from where you live so you can't be running too many errands so i think the future is going to be a hybrid environment um i don't think it's going to be 100 percent remote depending on your position but i definitely think mm-hmm. you'll have some flexibility mm-hmm. Ange, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I I agree with Alvin. I definitely think it's going to be a, a hybrid work environment. I think a lot of organizations in North America are um, now implementing hybrid work environments. There, there's value, right? Let's be real. Workplace culture, it's a big thing. A lot of organizations right now are trying to bring back the workplace culture that they previously had, um, you know, before the pandemic. And workplace culture, it it goes back, it stems and connects to team building events, right? Having a good morale, positive, um, you know, environment and, you know, just all those fun things that organizations do, like whether it's having a, um, you know, a, a seasonal employee party or having like a food truck day. These are all things that add into building a, a positive um, culture and it positive culture for an organization. So I definitely think it's going to be hybrid. Um, and I think people want flexibility. People want that ability to be able to have some, you know, job autonomy. They want to be able to make their own schedule. 
And let's also be real. Not all positions are going to be, um, you know, hybrid or have the luxury of being able to work from home because there's some organizations operationally where you have shift workers. Shift workers are, don't have the ability to do their jobs from home because they have to be hands on. Like they're running an equipment for an airport. They're maybe one of the maintenance crew members. So in that nature for them, that's why shift workers generally do four days on four days off, but they have that flexibility where they have four consecutive days off. So I think the issue was for Monday to Friday workers, they didn't have that flexibility. They're running all their errands around on the weekend. Right. And I think a big thing is I read, actually read somewhere, um, what organizations kind of need to do aside from flexibility. There's a lot of talk about this, but this was really interesting. And I want to know what you both think about this statement. Um, I will make sure for the next uh, episode that I find out, find out where I actually got, got this quote from in the statement and that I credit them. But they said that um, future of the workplace, organizations can endeavor to understand their employees and lead with heart. That's for me. I was like, wow, because I've never had business and the word heart connected in the same sentence. It's just not. We think a business is very cutthroat. Uh, what do you what do you think, Al, with that statement? What do you think it means? Yeah, I, I'm hoping that they actually start taking that into account, because as from my experience, I've generally just felt like a number in the office or even at any employer, any large employer, sorry, uh, smaller businesses. I felt like I was a little more connected because you were doing you're wearing multi uh, different types of hats. Uh, you're doing different jobs and you didn't mind doing it, taking the extra mile because you knew the owner or you knew the person that was working with you, your manager. You were you had a very small, tight environment and you, you felt like a family type of environment you're working when you're working for a larger organization. I felt more of it was like I'm just filling a spot and I can be replaced at any time. So the fact that they're now moving towards a a type of environment where they're going to maybe think about you more as a person and not Mm -hmm. just a number or not just an employee that's just filling a, a role that I'm I'm liking. And I think I'm curious to see what it's going to look like for the future. Rose, what do you think? What do you think um, that statement means? Yeah. Well, that that's probably what's been the problem for so long. I mean, for me, it was always just embedded in my head from mom and dad that you hate your job. Like that's just the norm. Like you're not supposed to like your job. It wasn't until I got, you know, moved into this organization where I actually really enjoy my job. I'm learning, I'm growing. And so I, I don't think people realize before that, yes, you need to enjoy your job. You need to enjoy going places. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where that heart piece comes in, which is if I'm putting in half of my life into my workplace, I need to enjoy what I'm doing. I need to feel like I'm valued. I need to feel like mm-hmm. I'm a part of a team and I'm growing and I'm learning. And my, my the stuff I bring in, the, the contributions is making a difference. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely think heart is what's missing. It's been missing for a very long time in, yep. in workplaces. Yeah. How about you? I yeah. I, I think when I look at the, when I look at that, first of all, I thought that was profound because this is a big organization or this was a big survey. They surveyed that was conducted and I'm thinking, where did they come up with heart? But at the end of the day, when you lead with heart, it's being authentic. Mm-hmm. It's being true. Right. And I think that statement now is saying to organizations, Hey, wake up. You got to really look at your, you know, your employee workforce and you have to show that, um, you care about them, that you appreciate them, that you, um, you know, appreciate what they're bringing to the table and take care of your employees. Yes. That's yes. what I think that means. Take Just take genuinely we're people. We're people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we want to do good. We want to do the best we can. Um, but you sometimes don't feel like you are valued. So 
we get disconnected. Like I know mm-hmm. what that happened in the past for me where I just felt like it didn't matter what I did. It was never going to be good mm-hmm. enough. I wasn't yeah. going to get the promotion. I was overlooked at all times. And you just start after a while, it wears you down and you start thinking, what is this all worth? Like yeah. a 60 yep. hour work week. What is this all worth? And I think yeah. the heart factor actually, um, mm-hmm. I'll connect with you in this. I think the heart factor now is leading to whether, um, I don't like the word manager. We'll talk about on a, in another episode on, on why I don't like that word, but I think it's now getting leaders to have more emotional intelligence, right? That's where that heart component comes in, where they want leaders to start practicing um, empathy, have compassion for your employees and understand their situation. These are soft skills. And often the the soft skills in business for leaders are the hardest skills, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it's now tapping into that EI, emotional intelligence, be like, oh, I don't, you know, we, we, in business, it's always so tough. You have to be so tough and so rigid. But when you're actually empathetic and you show empathy and your compassion, you actually build a connection Mm -hmm. with your workforce because you're being authentic. What do you think? Yeah, I I totally agree with that as well. And and I think if uh, companies start actively trying to incorporate more heart into the environment, they're going to have higher uh, retainership. Yeah. Because as of right now, you're all you're hearing about left, right and center. People are just quitting and they're leaving. I don't know where they're going because we have a short staff <laughs> shortage of labor everywhere. They're going uh, somewhere. They're going somewhere, <laughs> but it's happening at all fronts. And I think the biggest driver is that when people aren't feeling appreciated, yes. um, they're just feeling used. And it doesn't matter how much money you throw at someone. If you're going to not treat them how they should be treated with like, like kindness, yeah, with and, kindness respect, respect, and appreciate and them. appreciate them. They're just going to leave for somewhere else. And I think people are trying to fi- are starting to figure out that sometimes the money is not worth it. If you're getting paid a lot, uh, but the stress level is so high that, you know what, I'd rather take a job that's a little low, lower paying mm-hmm. and take on, take less stress because yeah. stress is the silent killer. That's the, absolutely. I'm glad you said that silent killer because it doesn't just stop when you stop your job at mm-hmm. five o'clock. Mm-hmm. You can't take that stress into mm-hmm. your evening, your next day. So if you're married, you've got children, you've got a spouse, you're taking all that stress mm-hmm. and you're yeah. dumping it, unfortunately, on yeah. the people you love yeah. and care about. Yeah. Or you're self-medicating. You're going home. Yeah. And for me, I found that when I was in very stressful positions or uh, stressful jobs, first thing you want to do is grab a beer. You come home and yeah. grab a beer just mm-hmm. so you can just relax and be like, okay, I need to like yeah. unwind and just kind of like, and you weren't even de-stressing. You were just literally trying to like suppress those emotions that you've built up from that eight hour shift that was yeah. making you go crazy. I was actually more happier when I made less money. And now that I got a promotion at work and I make more money, that statement is true. More money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Was that Biggie Smalls? Yeah. Biggie Smalls? B.I.G. Notorious. <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Notorious. More money, more problems. And he's right because I am now more stressed out than I ever was. And it affects all facets of my life because it lingers on into another area. So sometimes it's not always about the money and the wealth, right? It's about your, your happiness and you have to enjoy what you uh, love to do. Yeah. And I think there's a fine line because no money is more problems too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you, you got to have that balance. Back. Yeah. You yeah. can't be broke because you got a lot more problems than. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find yeah. that balance. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Why do I feel like you have some questions for I do. Us? So like moving, kind of just want to keep the pace going is what do you think about, there are employers that are starting to do the non-hybrid. They are saying, mm-hmm. uh, it's quite, um, Elon Musk. US, <laughs> that <laughs> the non-hybrid is not working. You must come in five days okay. a week. Um, I guess my question is to you guys is if, if you're, if a company comes to you and says, you got to work five days a week, would you, do you think you'd take it? Or do you think people mm. will want to take it? 
I think I would, I'm okay saying it. I would probably end up starting what they call quiet quitting right then and there. I'd be like, okay, it's time for me to look for another employer, but I'll continue doing my job and doing it professionally. But that entire time while I'm doing that, I'm thinking about where else can I go? Start talking to friends. Cause generally I found it's who you know right. to get a, a good, you know. good job. It doesn't matter what you know, because you could be applying at so many different places and you might not get no callbacks, even if you're completely qualified, but you know, someone that's there you got that interview and usually mm. that means like you've got your foot in the door it's like you're 60 percent there of getting the job right. you just got to make sure you do well in the interview right. yeah but yeah. yeah i would i'd be looking for another place because um after i found having a hybrid work environment i was able to get a lot more things done during the week instead of waiting till the weekend mm -hmm. and having it all lined up when everyone's off on the weekend and everything yeah. is busy you can get so much more done yeah. and especially the small tasks that you need to get done for me it's a hard no it would be a hard no. And I'll tell you also why, I mean, there's so many benefits, right. So to, to be have, having the flexibility of a, of a hybrid work environment, but I feel the organizations that are not going to be offering um, a hybrid work environment and it's fully um, on site work. I think they're not going to get quality candidates right. at the end of the day. I think they're going to have issues with retention, retention efforts. Yeah. I think they're going to have huge turnovers, probably a constant constantly. And that's very expensive for a human resources team to be interviewing so Someone because it's expensive to train someone, right? By the time someone's, um, you know, working, it takes good six months or let's say three to six months to train them. The company's, um, you know, it costs them money. And then before you know it, they're probably going to be one foot in the door and one foot out the door looking mm -hmm. for what else they can get. Because realistically, a lot of times people take jobs because they're desperate, right? They need mm -hmm. something, right. you know, you know, paying the bills and whatnot, but they take it for whatever reason. But when they're actually doing the job, day-to-day -day job, they find out, wait a minute, I don't like the way the politics in the office are. They're silos in the organization. You know what? This doesn't really have a workplace cult positive culture. The benefits aren't that great. And heck, they're making me come, you know, five days a week. So mm -hmm. I think you're not going for, for those organizations. My advice would be um, think long and hard because you're not going to get quality candidates. Yeah. And agree. And for me, like, I mean, I've been remote since 2018. I've, you know, always, that's quite a long time, well before the pandemic. So there's plus and minuses. Do I, do I sometimes miss going into an office, you know, a couple of times a week? Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I'm a social butterfly. So it was a kind of a challenge at first, but I used to travel frequently. I mean, I mean, frequently for my previous job. So it, it, it offset, um, mm -hmm. you know, working from home today, if I was to, um, consider looking for uh, a new employer. Yeah. I don't think I would, that's a hard no for me five days a week. Again, yeah. I've been, this mm -hmm. is four years of my life that I've been working fully remote. Um, I recently listened to Mark Andreessen he's, um, a big tech guy in Silicon Valley. I think he's a CEO of a company. And what he said was for his company, they went fully remote. Um, they shut down the office because they did a poll on all their employees and employees want to work remote. But what they noticed was that the, by week six, the productivity levels started dipping. Mm -hmm. And so what they've done is every eight weeks, they have their team come together for a team building. Oh, so man. they'll meet together, whatever city they decide and the employees come together. It's not even work. He's like, I just have them come and connect with your team members mm -hmm. and then he sends them back home and their productivity mm -hmm. levels are back up again yeah. and then again they start 
start seeing that dip again at that six, seven week yeah. end part. And then yeah. you bring, do it yeah. again. Every, you need that. That makes sense to do. You need that social stimulation, yep. right? Yep. When you're at home, a lot of times, I mean, you know, if people have families, they, you know, they, they, they've got that stimulation, but if you're working alone or, you know, you live alone, like you kind of need that stimulation with your colleagues and that's how you learn and grow. I right. think you yeah. thrive, right? Yeah. yeah. I think hybrid is the way like fully remote is good, but yeah, yeah you do get a little set in your ways, yep. but going fully into the office, that is not the future mm-hmm. because especially with the, the way the prices of gas is going yeah. at $2 a liter or about what, $6 a gallon mm-hmm. and your, and your time you're spending yeah. the average minimum one hour each way in traffic yeah. because people are starting to move further out because of property prices are going up. So they're having to mm-hmm. tra- have longer commutes and an hour is usually mean it's good traveling. There's no accident, give or take a half hour. So let's say hour and 15 minutes one way. That's two and a half hours a day of, yeah. of your time that's being consumed just to travel to your work. And then you're inc- plus that you're incurring the cost of the fuel and maintenance of your vehicle. Yeah. So I think the future is definitely hybrid. Hybrid. And I think hybrid is good for the environment, right? Fewer cars on the road, less emissions going in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, you know, we're helping out and doing our part with uh, planet Earth. But I think um, also organizations, um, it's a little forward thinking, but I do know that some organizations are starting to do this. It's start incentivizing if you want your employees to come in, like, you know, issue transit passes, um, mm-hmm. subsidize mm-hmm. transit passes, yeah. subsidize, you know, um, incentivize carpooling yeah. options yeah. where yeah. employees have the ability to carpool, share a list, and get a, yeah. a big shuttle bus going together. If you know that there's a segregation of lots of employees that live together in a certain area, mm-hmm. you know, and get them to come on a bus, I would gladly do that. I actually um, recently, I it's it's been about, I finally surrendered my parking pass six months ago, I was still holding on to it for a while. No, it's actually maybe been eight months, but, um, I was actually starting to, uh, you know, get into work by transit because my commute was just horrendous. And then I started to see the value in actually, you know, commuting and taking, I mean, not commuting by car, but taking transit. My mood was happier. I wasn't, uh, getting, I wasn't constantly getting frustrated and I wasn't flipping the bird to someone who would always cut me off in the morning. Um, yeah. And that aggressiveness, because in the morning you start your day off like, ah, like this. And then I would dread going home because I knew I would get stuck in the five o'clock traffic. So all in all, you know, I was just constantly stressed. And now that I've opted to, you know, take transit and my organization does subsidize my transit pass. I'm happier. Uh, I am doing, I'm doing my part for reducing my carbon footprint. Um, and you know, fewer cars on, on, on the road. And to add to that, like I think about when I was working in the office before, like I'm far more productive. Um, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a hard, we're all hardworking people. So we're high performing individuals. individuals. So I think this probably doesn't really, you know, resonate with me, but I do realize, and I remember when you think about when you used to work in the office, you know, if you, if you were working nine to five, you get into the office by like 10 to nine to just show your boss, you, you came in a few minutes early, but by the time you put your stuff down, you move, move your way over to the, um, lunchroom to get coffee. You, you meet Sally and you and Sally start to shoot the shit. That's yep. 20 minutes has gone by. Then you come back to your desk and you're like, Oh, it's like nine 30. I should probably log on. You log on, mm-hmm. you check a few emails and then you turn around and your coworkers like, Hey, I got to talk to you about something that happened on the weekend. Mm-hmm. If you think about it and then you go for lunch, mm-hmm. you really put in like a five hour workday. Yeah. If you True. really look at that yeah. eight hours, you're not really working. You're talking to your coworkers, mm-hmm. you're, you're mingling, then you're mm-hmm. coming back and you're sending emails and then you take an extended lunch break. Like all of us, there's did. always interruptions so in the office. Really the, the hybrid, I think asked, aspect is good to come in and get your employees to have that social aspect and mm-hmm. connect with one another. Cause I will say it is hard uh, connecting with your, uh, 
team members if you never met them. Like I haven't mm -hmm. met my team members yet. I'm hoping and I've asked my boss that in January we can all uh, do a team building session together. We meet in person. Yeah, yeah meet in person. Met over Zoom, yeah, not, we meet over Zoom. Yeah, we meet over Zoom and it's just not, the, it's not the same. Like, yeah. you know, I, it, I definitely see the, the power in meeting in person. Do I think the answer is always a hybrid? If you have a team that can do their work, which a lot of tech guys do this mm -hmm. remote, I think that's fine. But bringing them together yeah. every two to three months for them yeah. to just connect. So you know yeah. who your team members are. And then you feel the sense of like, um, oh, you know, I want to help you. If you're mm -hmm. having a bad day, mm -hmm. hey, give me a call and I'll help you with your workload. Yeah. You build or that team. relationship yeah. and you connect more. Yeah, exactly. Some of those um, tech guys don't mind working from home because some oh, of them just it. don't like yeah. that. They don't like talking Because they're introverts, people. right? They're <laughs> introverts. So it's like, don't talk to me, leave yeah. me alone, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 They're just ones and zeros. Tell me what my job is. But they're brilliant. They're brilliant minds, right? Anytime I got an issue and I always tell them, don't tell me to turn off my computer and turn it back on. I already did that. <laughs> this is a bigger problem going on. I physically need you to remote log into uh, my desktop computer and fix so the my standard line, Have you rebooted? And if they say yes, I'm like, okay, sure. And I just remote in there and pretend like I'm doing something else, but I'm really just going to reboot their computer because I know what their problem is. I'm like, they haven't rebooted yet. I was like, there was a change. They haven't probably done it in a day. And I'll go in and I'll just reboot it and fix it. Like, oh, what did you do? I was like, oh, I just ran an update. <laughs> That's awesome. That's All awesome. right. What else you got, Rose? Well, let's talk about the four-day work Ooh, I like that. That's hitting the news everywhere. That's I mean, new and trending. Yep. Mm. And Europe, as usual, bless Europe, is always the first one to adopt. They're always these the new and innovative ways mm -hmm. to the pack people. Yeah, they, they are really the pack are. leaders. The uh, fashion so, trendsetters. <laughs> yeah. The, wor the workplace right. trendsetters. They got it going on. Yeah. They got to figure it out. Better Europe. transit. Everything. If people don't even have are no they cars. Happier in Europe? We need to find a status. Denmark, I think, always routinely or consistently for the last like 10, 15 years, always the happiest place. Yeah. They have considering they have like the crappiest weather like yeah you think true. we all rely on sunshine they're like gloomy glass They've weather got like a great here maternity leave and parental leave right. plan yeah. i think we gotta dig they're a little bit more into europe and yep. everything is provided okay. it's a four-day work week okay what are your you thoughts what are your thoughts are so you for it? Are you against okay, it? Okay, so four day work week or four day work week means you're actually working no longer five days, but your hours condense into four days. Is no, that what that no, is? No, it's a thirty two hour work week, and your pay does not change. So, you, but you physically work four days. Yep. Oh, and okay. Physically four eight hour days, so you're no longer doing a forty hour work week. But is that four days not only in the office, or is that also yes. hybrid? Some are doing hybrid. Some are doing. Okay. Are you remote. taking a pay cut now because you went gone no, from five a days lot of to forty? No, that's no pay cut, especially in Europe. They've channeled. They That's piloted four-day work week, 32 hours. Yeah. Uh, I think they've given people, some companies have done, again, it's company by company, which is come in two days a week, work remote mm -hmm. two days. Some, I think, come in full four or okay. some just, you know. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, the idea they, is based to reduce the day. Yeah. Reduce the day. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. Um, here's the thing. I don't know if Canada's ready for four-day work week. Canada's barely ready for remote work week or remote work. Remote work. Canada was very um, hesitant about the hybrid. I feel like we're always behind. We wait for other countries to do yeah. things. We trial out and Canada just sits back and watch and hums and haws like, hmm, what should we do? Okay, people are starting to revolt. Yeah, okay, let's open things up and let's try it. I just feel like we just, we're like, we just let the other people be leaders and then we're kind of like followers. Yeah. I wish Canada would, yeah, I wish Canada would take a lead sometimes on things and take a stance and say, this is what we're going to do and let's try it out for right. our people. So I don't think it's going to, I don't think Canada's ready for that yet, personally. I don't know if they're ready or not, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> You're always ready. I think he's always ready. I'm, I'm ready for turning into a two-day work week with the same amount of pay. I'm okay with that. This guy wants 
to go part time and yeah. collect a full time salary. Exactly. I just want to <laughs> sit there, watch some TV, and eat grapes, and not have to worry about my health or anything and be in tip top shape. <laughs> okay. No. In all honesty, what do you think about? I work like week? it because I do think, especially people with kids, they don't have enough time. Whether yeah. even if you're working hybrid from home, when you're at home, you're still on the clock for that eight hours. So you're still just getting a few things done, but your your kids and whatnot have to wait until your shift mm-hmm. is done. When you have that extra day off, that allows people to spend a lot more time with their family and then also get their tasks and what things not things done so if your kids have soccer on the weekend you're not busy taking them to sports all weekend and then don't have no time to yourself that one extra day i think will help a lot and also like for the environment get the cars off the road and for the economy if you think about it look how many people on their off day go shopping go um, doing things like they're stimulating the economy by spending and putting money back into it Mm -hmm. so i think it's a win-win from all fronts and people's stress levels will go down dramatically so if you do have to work in the office every day at least that's only four days in the office three days you're still at home i feel like rose this is going to be like a a two-part episode because there's so much that we're divulging here right now and i want to bring in some stats like you said with europe four days let's bring in some stats for our for our um, viewers so we can actually connect and see hey has some countries that are piloting this four-day work week what have they noticed in, 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 in improvement, whether it's been an improvement in people's mental health and just overall, if it's being successful. So I think we're going to have to make this a two-part thing. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, thank God for Google. So if you do Google four-day work, we can just go under news. You'll see a lot of uh, new um, trending articles um, and interviews on folks that have been piloting the four-day work week and what they've been saying about how it's affecting their productivity and their mental health. So Back to the question, now, do you think that you're, are you yes or are you um, nay? So if my, so I learned something from you. Thank you very much. Cause oh. I didn't know what this four day work week thing was. And it's, well, of course, cause I'm in Canada and we don't really <laughs> talk about those kinds of things yet. Cause then in the eyes of maybe the government, they're going to be thinking, oh, wait, is this going to be, is the productivity going to go down? So, um, I am on board for it. If it means that I'm still going to be paid a five day salary in four days, I think I will probably be much more productive. I think I'll be energized. I think I'll be happier. I think there might be less burden on the healthcare system, uh, you know, just because people have more, more time to spend with their families, nature, whatever they want to do that extra one day. Cause I don't think two days, uh, having for most, for those people that work Monday to Friday, I think two days a week for the average people that work, uh, five days a week, two days a week is not enough, mm-hmm. but I'm on, I'm on board for it. Yep. And if you want some stats, I can give you some stats. The Alvin Dillon foundation found that there was a hundred percent approval rating. So, so far we've, uh, polled only one person. <laughs> And that's Alvin Dillon. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we're going to have to, let's close it. And then we carry on this conversation in next week's episode. To be continued. Yeah, this is a great conversation. I'm going to answer. I do agree. There's a lot of pluses with the four-day work Mm -hmm. week. Um, I don't think, I think the biggest misconception that employers are looking at when they're looking at an employee is I want your physical body or you just here for 40 hours. We need to start, stop looking Mm -hmm. at that way. What productivity are you bringing? Are you helping us, you know, grow, go change it, maybe change the line of business? Are you helping with low, take off the load? Are you being innovative? Mm -hmm. Innovative. Are you creating, what are you coming up with? What solutions are you helping us with? So if that means having an extra day off means you are more productive Mm -hmm. in the four days, I would rather have that than have you here five days a week when I know you're not really doing a 40 hour work week. Let's be real. Like I said, if you're going to the office, most people on Friday. I've always checked. It's pulling teeth when you get people to get on a meeting on Fridays. Fridays, Freedom Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. I think we should all start a protest outside our employers <laughs> no, about a four-day work no. week. Rose, because you work from home, you can just do it outside your house. <laughs> you write <laughs> so your own sign and then just do a team. We four days. And do a team's call, like zoom in. Yeah. All right. And so then have your headset on, like, oh, sorry, I'm working too well. <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> sorry. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're going to come back with some facts and stats on, on countries that have started to pilot this four-day work week, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I won't do it on the next episode, but we will in the future. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we can carry on this yeah. conversation a yeah. little bit into yeah. the next episode. Yeah. Who would like to close the show? Uh, I can go ahead and okay, try to close it. Okay, let's do it. righty, folks. Thank you all for all tuning in. I hope you guys liked our episode today. Um, if you did, please go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. And we hope to catch you again next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe, like, and share if anything resonated in today's conversation. Thanks, all.